Hello and welcome to another episode of Sounds Like Comics, the podcast devoted to all things comic books in movies and TV. I'm Luke. My guest today is Jason. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, how you going? Good. You're back to talk yep. more Marvel. Hopefully yeah. you've had a better time this go around. <laughs> Today's topic, yeah. Echo, the first Marvel Spotlight series. It is the 10th television series in the Marvel Cinematic Universe produced by Marvel Studios, sharing continuity with the films of the franchise and is a spin-off of the series Hawkeye. This is your warning. We will be talking spoilers. What I'll say up front, I actually watched Marvel Studios Assembled, the making of Echo. I cannot remember the last time the last time I watched one of these. We'll get into it with the you know talking about Echo, but I wanted to know more and I was interested. I can't remember the last time I wanted to do that. And that's more so by like why I asked the question of why, like because you haven't been watching them. So yeah, like what about this? I I thought I thought you were being critical of Oh my no, god, before well, we I mean, even started. <laughs> no, but out of all of the things, like why what about Echo made you go, I'm gonna revisit the the assembled, you know, behind the scenes making of specials. <laughs> Maybe, do you know out. what? I looked at the runtime, it was about 45 minutes. I just sat through just five episodes of Echo. This is the shortest series they've put out. It saved like, some time. You'd save yeah, some time so, by not know. watching a sixth episode. So you were like, Yeah, I'll check it out. I've got time. I've got time. But I was I was interested. You know, before we get into it, like, you know, watched Hawkeye, we did a review, and I liked Hawkeye. I definitely liked it a lot more than you did, but I was like questioning Echo. Echo is gonna get her own show. And then I'm like, who's this for? Who wants an Echo TV series? And I've got to be honest, like. I was when I pressed play, episode one. I thought I'd started watching the wrong show because it's like, what the hell is this? I was expecting like a street level vigilante series. You know, we were introduced to the character previously, and it's all mystical and glowing hands and people underground. <laughs> and it was like, what is even even happening? So, yeah, there's there's a lot of things. To be honest, even once you move past that, and you- you know, like we get a bit of a, you know, the first episode, we do get a bit of like catch up, which is handy for those who haven't watched all like 48,000, you know, MCU properties up until now. Um, and we do get her, you know, that first episode in New York City. But then by the end of it, she's left New York. And, you know, we're talking in our heads, we're thinking that street level around New York, you know, the crime, the grittiness of it all. She's out in the she's out in the sticks. Like she's she's a she's on the countryside, pretty much. Which does bring a different element to this show that I wasn't expecting. And I think like you, like I mean uh, I'll, I'll speak for you, but you correct me if I'm wrong. Like her introduction in Hawkeye, there were some good elements in that show, right? Some like uh, you liked it more than me, but I I still enjoyed it for the most part, but it was it was still pretty crummy. But the Echo character, her introduction, just awful. Like, zero interest for her. 
They announce this show. What are they doing? Why do we want this show? Who is this character? Nobody cares. That trail, the first trailers drop, and I accuse this. I accuse the trailers of being like manipulative because it's like, look, they're selling, they're pitching Kingpin as the like the forefront of this show, making us think, oh, it's a Kingpin show. We've got to watch it. And look, he is in this show a bit, quite a lot, yeah, but. It's still not much. Like, is he in a lot of the episodes? Yes, but he's literally in, like, a couple frames of, like, the second episode. He's not in the third, I'm pretty sure. He comes back in the fourth, plays a more prominent role in the the fifth. Like, yeah, manipulative. Anyway, that aside... I mean, what I will say is that just just off the cuff of things... What they do with the Echo character in this show is a lot better than what they did with her in the Hawkeye show. Yeah, they're doing a different thing. I, but I got, that's I got a not bit, yeah, a high bar. I got a bit lost where <laughs> I was going before. Is I was going to say that you know I was like, who is this even for? I found myself really enjoying this. It being a corner of the MCU that I'm not as familiar with. You know, say the Avengers and all the you know, the the bigger, more well known characters. I really liked her having her own little corner. Like, yes, she got that introduction in Hawkeye where she was more of a villain. She doesn't end up being a hero, but she's on the right path. She chooses her family, like her, you know, her blood. Like she wants to stay and protect them. But it is a little bit confusing though, because I mentioned, you know, in the opening there that this is the the first Marvel Spotlight series. And what they're essentially aiming to do under that banner is focus on more grounded, character-driven stories that are less about impacting the larger MCU narrative. I call bullshit on that. More grounded. <laughs> That's the version of Maya we got in Hawkeye. But now she's the she's this mystical character that can reach back into you know her ancestors like echoes through time and utilize their skills and she can share the show, man. (laughs) Yeah, I know. But do you know, do you know why she was called echo in the comics? It's because she could copy people's fighting skills. That was her thing. She could echo people. (laughs) Yeah. But so they've done something different. So when she was like echoing uh, ancestors, oh, okay. That's where they get echo from. And then it's like character, character driven. Yes, she's she's sharing the power like Shazam. She's she's doing that. But again, going back to the banner, Marvel Spotlight, character-driven stories. Yes, this was a character-driven story, but it absolutely wasn't grounded. And with them saying that, they're not looking at Marvel Spotlight impacting the larger MCU narrative. Well, I'm pretty sure Kingpin is going back to New York to be mayor which won't be happening in Echo Season 2, I'm sure. That's going to be happening elsewhere, whether it's Daredevil or whatever. So it is going to have impact. I mean, Hawkeye is in this. Honestly, they really sold Marvel Spotlight. And this is not a criticism on the Echo show, just on the banner of putting out content where people didn't need to know what happened in previous movies, what happened in previous TV shows, this starts, you get a flashback with Daredevil. Okay, so you get the feel of the Netflix shows. We're getting clips of Jeremy Renner as Ronan. 
from the Avengers movie. So it's really not this isolated thing. It's like it is still connected. And again, where Kingpin ends, that's going to have big impacts because he's pretty much the street-level Thanos, isn't he? Like whether yeah. it's going to be in a future Spider-Man movie or, you know, Daredevil born again, Jessica Jones, if she's coming back, like Kingpin is going to be that street-level Thanos. I, I suppose... In terms to um, just to address, like oh, the impact this show will have on a future event. I mean, the next time we meet Kingpin, I mean, we could just go in and he just rocks up and he's like, "I'm running for mayor now," and you'd be like, "Yeah, cool." Like you wouldn't question it. You'd... But she did something to him, though. We don't exactly know what she I mean, used I, yeah, her echo but... powers where. He he got some sort of like she's not necessarily manipulating him, but he got some clarity and he went back to looking at that. He's looking at you know the painting from the Netflix Daredevil season one show yeah. when he's looking well, at she, the wall she, as a kid. She made him sort of like revisit like childhood trauma and obviously like made Kingpin cry, which is what we all want to see. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'd, uh, yeah. You know, if if we're addressing the, you know, like the street level versus the like the mystical powers stuff, like where the show is is sort of diving into, you know, a little bit like like culture and and you know you're having like this Native American, um, you know, however you sort of describe it, like this this select group of of people and stuff. Which is which is cool. That like they're all real, of that. Yeah, like they're a real um they're like a real tribe or, or again, whatever you sort of refer them. The Choctaw. Uh, the Native yes, American yes. Choctaw. So like they're real like I think besides obviously the mystical stuff, like they're playing into that and then they're they're sort of bringing that to life, which is cool. Okay. But besides them going to like a you know, having a powwow, you know, in the you know, the last episode, I feel like there wasn't actually too much of actually getting into the actual culture stuff. I feel like they could have done more with that. It it was just more like oh, I guess how do you explain? Like it's just it was just kind of like just the family without like the culture really didn't play any sort of real impact on the in the story. They just kind of went to a powwow and she has these powers because of ancestors and that's it. And that's the only influence and element that the show kind of dived into. Um, yeah. I mean, as much watching... as I want them to remove what they did do, yeah, remove that whole native American element to the show because of her street levelness that we had when we were introduced to her. And then for the majority of the show of this season, when, when she's, sort of doing stuff, not including the flashbacks, of course, but just her doing stuff. Having her in the second last episode, you know, being talking about like this echo thing and getting these powers almost out of nowhere, it's like it just seems so and we're in the we're in the Marvel cinematic universe where crazy shit happens, but I'm still sat here going, this is crazy. Like this is silly. Like where like why oh you're spoiled 
It's very I'm extra. I'm not going to say you spoiled a good thing, but like you, you spoil whatever good you had going. Yeah, here. It, yeah. yeah it didn't they already, although again, she was introduced as a villain in Hawkeye. The character of Maya Lopez, like she was already an interesting skilled. enough but character she's... and skilled character. Yeah. yeah, and then just given her these mystical abilities, which I didn't know was going to be a thing a thing in the show. I mean, you've got you know the actress. Alacra Cox. She was born deaf, just like the character in the original comics, and she has a prosthetic leg, which they did, you know, incorporate into the film. You know, the stunt coordinators they were able to incorporate her prosthetic leg into her fights. Um, so it was a mix of like MMA and a bunch of other martial arts. So it's like they was able to put so much of the actor in the performance and a lot cool. of the stunts and there's so much like use of like practical effects in you know which is really impressive but then it gets all mystical and mumbo <laughs> jumbo it's just the added this extra thing yeah. like the fight between her and Daredevil when they both recognize that the other person has a disability and the way that they're using that disability she recognizes that he's affected more by a gunshot than most people would when she fires it beside his ear. You know, the way that he reacts to it, and she was using that against him. That was all very interesting. It was a classic Netflix Daredevil costume as well. I mean, she later gets her own super suit. And when you watch the, or if you watch the, you know, the the assembled documentary, you do find that it was a collaboration like between Marvel and the Choctaw. Like they worked closely together to the point where they were designing like ultimately what her super suit would look like. And they were having to make sure they had enough time to do the designs, they'd give notes, but it was like a true collaboration. So I do love that. It's it just makes the world seem bigger. And they don't have to leave Earth to do it. Like they're spending time, you know, with people that we wouldn't normally see in these these types of movies. I like, I like what you're saying there, and it's like, and I agree. It's like, yes, they don't have to leave Earth. They've got these cool little unique stories that they can delve into, and and I love that they've gone to actual people with the actual culture and the the, the you know the, the nose of of you know design and stuff, and having that influence was great. Then what did they, besides the costume, like what else did they really get from those people's input? And I just don't think that should, the show delivered on anything more. And then when it comes to, yeah, it's great that she, you know, like they didn't have to go to space or anything, anything crazy like that, but they still gave her powers. And it's like, I didn't need that. You know, the more everybody has powers. And it's like, the more I think about it. yeah, her, you know her her disability. The you know she's deaf, the prosthetic leg, but she can kick ass. And like the fight scenes in that first episode were pretty pretty great. I was like, this is cool. And the whole like, thing on the train, really like the train was great. Yeah, <laughs> like all, all of that. Yeah, it's. But then it's sort of like, oh, but we'll give you powers because. It's just something extra, and it's like, you, like why? And I, whatever good, the all the good stuff about this character that they introduced in the first episode, and 
I'll, like, I'll just say, it. the show isn't great. Not at all. But the good stuff that they introduced with her in the first episode, they just shot themselves in the foot by giving her power. It just undid everything. It's like, it, what's the point? My my thoughts go back to, you know, the live-action Mulan movie from a few years back. And it's like, she's skilled, she can fight, like, she's a, she's a natural-born leader, all that kind of stuff. But it's her doing things, right? That's what makes her great. But then they let her access supernatural powers you know like the the chi and and all that and it's like oh so she gets powers and that's why she can do crazy and it's like oh that well that ruins the premise of the character anyway i just felt same sort of thing yeah no i get it i mean she didn't need it she's she earned it like they're her skills like she trained and that's why she's you know as good a fighter as she is but then then there's um then there's magic you know i kind of just skipped over the fact that this show was released in its entirety simultaneously on Disney Plus and Hulu, January 9th. Again, it consisted of five episodes, but all five episodes were released at once. So this is, in, I think it's the first time it's happened since the Netflix shows where Marvel, the Marvel series, yeah, they've all been released on the same day. Hulu in the US. So this show received a TV MA rating, which is, you know, none of the other MCU shows. I don't think they have. Then again, maybe Punisher. I don't know. Maybe maybe Punisher must have. That was pretty, yeah. pretty violent. But it has got a TV MA rating, and it is part of Phase Five of the MCU. And again, it comes under the banner Marvel Spotlight, uh, which was inspired by the anthology comics from 1971 to 1981. And I'm sure you recognize your mate, Michael Giacchino, who composed a new opening logo for Marvel Spotlight. Hey, they, they, they know what works. <laughs> so they, they go to him and he gets it done. Can he I just absolutely mention, gets the, it done. On the TV rating, because this is obviously like, if we're talking true MCU, this is the first time that we are delving into, you know, like a, a harder rating. I don't think it was warranted. Like genuinely, like looking at this show, looking at the action, the fun, look, a few people get like shot in the head and stuff and you know, has a bit of blood. It's quite tame. Like, if you can compare it to like what you saw in the Daredevil shows on Netflix, uh, perhaps the the Defender shows, there's a there was a lot more going on. Like this, this was still pretty tame. Like, I don't know. It, I don't think I don't think it was any more violent than like the Hawkeye show was. And you know, that yeah, no, I I agree with that. I was pushing a bit. Like, so I don't know. I, I even on that front, I'm like, oh yeah. The violence ain't really there. But anyway, that's just a nitpick of the rating. Doesn't really not really the show. So anyway. And it's streaming as well. I don't know. Like it, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, but, and then ratings if, streaming it's still funky. If people want to watch it, they're gonna watch it. The rating isn't really really gonna stop them. I do always like seeing Vincent D'Onofrio as uh, Kingpin, though. And do you know what I didn't realise? Because like, whenever you see Vincent D'Onofrio as Kingpin, he he only ever looks like that in the Marvel shows. 
like wherever else he pops up, like he is a big guy, but he's always so much bigger. And I know they make him look bigger. Why well, didn't know until watching the making of Echo? He wears a muscle suit. Did you know that? I mean, that makes sense. He is a lot bigger than he is. <laughs> like, he is, but I never really he, thought he about. I wonder. I wonder how they've done it, but he wears a muscle suit. And that is good to know, and it, and it makes sense and definitely believable. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's the way surely. that he talks. Yeah. His cadence. He only ever does that as Kingpin. It really is like it's not Vincent D'Onofrio. I really do see that the actor just disappears. And I only see Wilson Fisk. Like he, 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 he doesn't look like him at all. He really is the best part of this show. I've got to say, like when he is on screen, is he's just like controlling the 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 camera, the the screen at that time. It's like he is. I'm like, yeah, like he's a cool character, and and we know that because you know we've seen him before and we've seen him again, and, and he's cool. I do feel like they kind of shit on him a little bit by, you know having him oh like you know first up with the you know he was shot in the face nobody addresses at any point how he survived it's just sort of somehow kingpin survived the shot to the face <laughs> like shot in the eye in the yeah. eye <laughs> yeah but it's like okay i guess he like i i mean i don't need to i know it's all fantasy blah 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 but he wears an eye patch he's fine <sighs> yeah that's it oh it's just it's like all right still think he's a little bit superhuman and he probably is. He's probably a mutant at this rate um, or something. Uh, and then, yeah, just to have, I don't know. It's, it's, it's like, you've got Maya defeating him and yes, she uses magic and controls his brain, but then like she makes him cry. Does anyone want to see Kingpin cry? Like <laughs> yeah. uh, it's, it's hurtful, but otherwise performance wise, Fantastic. He's, he's great. <laughs> yeah, no, he is. He is. Awesome. It was brilliant. Just, just, just in... shit with the character. Just shit on the character. <laughs> it was brilliant oh. in Hawkeye, where he was wearing his white suit. He's got that red and white Hawaiian <laughs> shirt that was, you know, from the from the comics, which was a great. I'm glad. Great look. I'm, I'm glad he's back in like the white, <laughs> like just the white suit. I'm like, cool. This is <laughs> this is the kingpin look. I was not digging the Hawaiian shirt. I know he's been like that in comics and stuff, but I, I, I it know. was a it was a Spider Man run. It was a Spider Man right. run that that was lifted from, and it was just really iconic. Like it's not even it's not like a few years old. You're just saying that you know Hawkeye was 2021. Seems like it was more oh, recent. Like show, than yeah. That. yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems more more recent than that. So well, I mean, Echo was, first appeared in that, and then it was yeah. Christmas 2021, I guess. <laughs> Oh, I suppose, yeah, yeah. But still, though, yeah. like, you know, it's a couple of years between her well, this was, um, introduction. This was meant to come out in 2023, wasn't it? But it got pushed back slightly, and, I mean, it almost scraped in. Apparently, but... there were some problems, you know. Like, we're talking about it having just five episodes. When it was first announced, it was going to be six. And the reason why they made it five was due to budget concerns. That it was going to go too wow. far over budget. Maybe if you didn't <laughs> give her superpowers, you could have given six episodes. <laughs> Save some point. money that way. Oh, do you know what? With with the length, with the run of this, like there are some there are some meaty episodes, you know, like 45 minutes, 50 minutes, and then there's like a 35-minute episode and stuff. 
at no point was I complaining that any of these episodes were too short. Um, this five episode thing, I think you add all the minutes together. It it's a it's about three hours fifteen or something, just over three hours. This could have been trimmed down. This could have been, even if it wasn't a theatrical thing, this could have just been a one-off like movie special, two and a half hours or something. Boom, done. This, there, not enough happens in this show. I'll just say that across the five episodes, the pacing is horrendously slow, painfully even. It is slow, yeah. After the first episode, which is I think is fine, it's a it's a pretty good like starting point. I got to the first the end of the first episode. I was like, "Hang on, this is, yeah okay, all right." From there, halts. Second episode, drag. It's so slow. Really, nothing much happens. She's interacting with her family. She's putting their lives on the line. There's questionable stuff there. That's pretty much her character. She's just bringing trouble where she goes. It's really annoying. Um, and by the end of it, you know, the kingpin's back and it's like, oh, come back to the city. No, you're not going to come back to the city. Okay, I'll kill all of your family. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, then there's the guy standing on the van at the powwow, like with a sniper or a rocket launcher, whatever the hell he had. I don't know. Just sitting there with the giant weapon. No one sees him. All good. Like that guy there in the last episode. He does. Well, the guy who's mentioned there, right? It's the actor Andrew Howard, who previously portrayed Luther Banks in Agents of Shield. In this show, he recurs as Zane, one of the leaders of the Black Knife Cartel, who is loyal to Fisk. He's an example. Could be the same character. (laughs) Well, he's a well. That's like saying Cottonmouth and Blade <laughs> the same character because I could, Michelle could Ali. Be like an, it's it's one of those things. Could be an ex Hydra agent. Um, <laughs> who else? Alfie Woodward. She was in Captain America: Civil, yeah, Civil War. She was in Luke Cage. Now yeah. they've made it canon that the Netflix shows they've really effed it up, haven't they? <laughs> they have, haven't they? <laughs> they have because characters have lookalikes. Oh, that's nuts. <laughs> yes, I still anyway. stand by that it wasn't all going to be canon. It wasn't. Even, it was. the, even the new Daredevil show, like the every every Daredevil we've seen in the MCU, like, you know, Spider-Man Far From Home, um, wherever else he popped up. Um, well, it was in She-Hulk. She-Hulk. Yeah. Yeah. Where I'm, I'm still of the opinion that the new Daredevil show was going to be same actor, similarities, pick and choose what they wanted to take, but pretty much its own thing. I agree. But they've and made but it canon. Yep. But now, with all the changes and stuff, like you say, yeah, they've made it canon. So I, I think, yeah, I think it's all part of it now, isn't it? So it is. It's, um, it's, I can you know shut what? my mouth about that. And <laughs> just... Remember Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 1, hashtag it's all connected it wasn't now it is <laughs> so all we need to wait for now is will they will they make agents of shield canon in, at some point that I, I don't know i, I mean, mean it, it is i mean it has to be it all it all is agent carter it's all all mm. canon you know we're talking other marvel shows films uh, the That's the music uh, the music on this, uh, composer Dave Porter. I wasn't too familiar with him. He's best known for the original score for the TV series Breaking Bad, its prequel, 
spin-off Better Call Saul and the epilogue film El Camino, a Breaking Bad movie. So this is very different to what he's done previously. And the opening theme for the show, Burning by Yeah, Yeah, Yes. And of course, Michael Giacchino, fanfare for <laughs> Marvel Spotlight. We've got that in the in the opening there. Yeah. Apart from the Giacchino little spotlight thing, which of course, glorious. Um, this is my favorite opening sequence of any Marvel show to skip. Um, <laughs> I honestly thought you were going to say something nice. It's yeah, better. Nah, like... No, no, no. The, the worst one was Secret Invasion. Hated that one. <laughs> yeah, because it was all ugly and stuff, wasn't it? Awful to look at. <laughs> awful, awful to look at. The music, man, like the song. I was like, no, this is horrid. <laughs> like, you're not a fan of Yeah, Yeah, Yes? No. <laughs> well, look, I'm I'm sure they're great, but like not this song and just having to listen to it more than once because I watched it the first, after the first episode and well, actually, I don't think it had credit. I didn't have it. I think it only played on the second episode onwards. But then after that, I was like, no, I ain't doing this three more times so anyway skip credits it's always an option yep skip credits (laughs) all right i i I feel as though we're there if you're gonna rate echo out of five i want to i just want to clarify just in case i haven't made it clear because i feel like i i haven't this was a painful watch (laughs) like i know i've I've bitched and whinged about, you know, Marvel MCU shows before. And man, She-Hulk was a very low point. And Secret Invasion, I was like, man, how could this really get any worse? And then we got Echo. This is not worse this, than Secret Invasion, no, surely. You know what? It is. No, it is. It is. I'll I'll admit, I'll I'll praise that first episode because it was like it had me hooked and I was like, Mom, okay, this has got something going on here some great action and like the character seems a lot more interesting kingpin's got a really big presence and he's obviously delightful to to watch but then from episode two onwards it was a slog it was literally i was sitting there i got to a point where i actually counted how many minutes were remaining on the other like three episodes that i had to watch and i was like oh man i've got a hundred and what minutes left holy shit like it was it was such a drag, and the stuff was just thrown in the powers. Again, there's a lot of great stuff that they're doing here, sort of behind the scenes, like the the cultural influence and the you know like the actress and and her you know like her disabilities and stuff being a part of it. Like it's all wonderful, but like the story, the story here is just not interesting. Um, and maybe it could have been. But it was just a frustrating thing to watch her just put her family in danger um, and then them just wrestle with the fact, oh, she's back in town and da-da-da and there's so much conflict. But it's like, yeah, but there really isn't. Like, just guys, just sit and have a conversation and get on with it. it, it this really, this was, this should have been like a two and a, a just over two hours, like a, a little movie, a TV movie or something for Disney+, Plus, if not a, theatrical one but uh, i don't know probably wouldn't have done great yeah this was just a like i said a slog such a nothing i really hated watching this it didn't make me Ooh, angry wow hated i it. just hated watching it no it just wasn't a good experience and when it was done i was just like thank god it was only five episodes like this is terrible 
Absolutely terrible. Anyway, I just wanted to clarify. Um, do we do numbers? Uh, one. <laughs> I don't know Ooh, what I gave She-Hulk. Wow. One out of five. This is a wow. terrible show. No, oh, you're still anyway. having a hard time with the Marvel no, TV yeah. shows, aren't you? This, what was the last? What was the last one that you actually liked? The fact that I'm thinking. <laughs> I was no, just not thinking I'm... that's a long pause. Oh, no, look, Loki season two had a great oh, time. <laughs> okay, yeah, no, I, of course, and that that just and, happened, and that was the last show that was on. That's so right. I, I completely forgot about that one. Yeah, that was good. It was so up and down. At this point, with me, you know, I'm glad that from here we have a break. We have a big break. Yeah, We've got yeah, it's true. Deadpool coming up, um, and then pretty much nothing <laughs> until unless there's another show that's coming out this year that I forgot about. Oh, the, I mean, the Armor Wars is still coming with Don Cheadle. That's um, that's going to be a thing. Wonder Man, I think that's still a thing as well. So you've got those to look forward to. I I liked this. I didn't love this, but I liked it. I purposely, it took me a while to get through the episodes. Yes, I know it's only five, but I was spacing them out in anticipation of doing this review. So I didn't want to watch it all together and then I have to wait to talk about it. So I did space them out for that reason. If I would have watched them closer together, maybe I would have felt the drag that, that you felt. I liked that it was a corner of the MCU that just felt different. It wasn't just more of the same. So I did, I did like that. Uh, the character of Maya Lopez, she's still on her journey to being a hero. I like that they didn't just put a big bow on it. Introduces a villain in Hawkeye, hero at the end of her own show. Like that's definitely the direction that they're going to take her in. But she's not quite. There yet, and you know, I would like to see more of the character. You know, I know you were a bit annoyed by her <laughs> constantly putting the family in danger, but there's <laughs> there's things to like. But in fact, you know, I think it's I really like the actor. I think she's really she's really good, and maybe that is coloring my opinion on the character of Maya Lopez. But the performance did did work for me um the mystical mumbo jumbo it, it i do struggle with that because it's like they already had a good character like good fighter there were you know some great stunts and then there's powers did not need it but it's what they're doing for the character i'm going to come in it's really high compared to yours but i would recommend this show so i'm going to come in at a three out of five I thought if you were going to say four, I might have to start slapping. No, 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 no. It's, I'll it's, come to your house and kick you <laughs> it's a, it's, <laughs> What are you it's, doing? It's a level three because it is a show that I have recommended to people. It, it's different to what we have been getting from the MCU. But, yeah, good shout with Loki Season 2. Yeah, you did actually like that one. So that's a good recent recent. <laughs> But I Marvel did forget show. about it for a minute, didn't I? <laughs> I? Well, I did until you mentioned it, but it was a great show, a great season. Well, one and two. Well, there we go. That's it for our episode all about Echo. If you want to contact us about this episode or request a topic for an upcoming show, you can find us on Facebook as Sounds Like Comics Podcast. Jason, thanks for being on the show today. No worries. I am a happy, pleasant person, just to put it out there. <laughs>
when you're not, not talking Marvel, you absolutely oh, are. Oh, man, they just, what are they <laughs> doing? It's just not working for me, but all right. All good. Yep. I'll be back. I'll be back. <laughs> As always, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time.